0: deplorable nation a podcast where your voices can be heard where things that affect you and your family are important because it's important to all of us every one of us matters and everybody has a voice we're going to be bringing you news current events and throw in a lot of humor and then you decide for yourself Hello and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today, this is wonderful episode number 73, Truth in Media, and before we get started today, just want to give another shout out to my girl Shannon over at Campfire Blend Coffee. Um, she does have the rum roast out for the holiday season, so make sure you go check out campfireblend.com, get you one of the five amazing flavors or the B Town Rub Whiskey Coffee Meat Rub. Uh, again. The hotter than your mom roast is personal favorite of the hubs. He says it's better than Starbucks. So you decide for yourselves and let her know so you can hit her up on Instagram at campfire blend. Dot .com um campfire blend on instagram or you can hit her up on her personal account for her naturopathic healing site which is at creative light 16 so with me today is a wonderful new friend that i've met he has an amazing social media account that I have been uh, stalking like a weirdo, and he posts some really great information, so I thought it'd be fitting to have him on the show. Welcome, Juan. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, Janet?
0: I'm fantastic. I'm excited that you agreed to meet with me. Even though uh, I am a little tech retarded and people are aware... So we had a little snafooey starting late today because um, I'm retarded. And so I'm proud to say that I pat myself on the back and thank you for being patient.
1: No problem. I'm here too. And I want to say I'm retarded too. I like to say we come from a time where that word meant something totally different, but it's changed now. But yeah, I guess we're both retards.
0: Hey, I love that. We can be partners in retardation. (laughs) <laughs> so tell people where they can find your social media account okay well
1: i'm currently in uh, instagram i am truth period in period media or truth.in.media dot dot and um, me and my friends also just recently started a podcast it's called bricks in the wall and we're on spotify and anchor
0: it is a fantastic podcast, by the way. I binge listened the other night. I was like, oh, I'm only going to like stay up and listen to one. And it was late at night. And then the next thing I know, it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm still listening. And I was like, um, oops. <laughs>
1: that sounds really good. To hear. You know, Before I got into this podcast thing, I, I was wondering if, if I had anything to say and that people would actually like to listen. And I'm glad to hear that you do.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I listened to every one of the episodes back to back and I like couldn't stop because it made me feel extremely like comfortable and like cozy, kind of like I was sitting in the room with you guys while you were talking. Mm -hmm. So tell people, do you do this podcast by yourself or do you have other people who do it with you and who are they?
1: Well, uh, this is the beautiful thing about this. I actually wanted to start this because it feels lonely when you get into this type of research. You really can talk to other people about it. So I feel very fortunate that I have some very, very close friends that I can talk to about these things. And these guys are Andrew and Pete and Chris. And they're some of my best friends that I met. But somehow I knew that I started talking to them about this type of alternative information and their feedback was very welcoming. So slowly I started talking and talking more about this and coming to find out these guys also know all about this stuff. So we started hanging out and I said, hey, let's just start a podcast. You know, we talk for hours on end without any issue. Let's just press the record button and, and see what comes of it.
0: And you did a wonderful job, I may add, on that. So you guys touched on some some deep stuff. So what made, what made you decide to get into that and to start that?
1: Well, um, I've heard a couple of your podcasts and I see how you like to ask people how they got into this. And my backstory actually goes back to when I was a kid. You know, I feel very fortunate. My dad would always tell me these little truths that really stuck with me. And one of the main ones that he told me when I was about six years old, he said that inside of every person's head, there's a whole world. So if you could change one person's mind, you basically change a world, you know, and ever ever since then, you know, I've been really interested into seeing why people think they do and if it's possible to maybe steer them into a better, more positive direction, you know? So my whole Mm -hmm. life's been basically about that. How do you change people's minds and how do you raise consciousness? And ever since I was little, I felt that there was truth in media. I would watch movies. And I would see these scenes where it was just basically people talking. But I knew even when I was a kid that there was something more to the dialogue, that they were telling you truths hidden in symbolism and in movies, you know, sort of to bypass the subliminal mind. Uh And ever since then I was wondering, how do I get this information out? You know, this was before Facebook, before MySpace. So I didn't have no platform. And it wasn't only until about a year and a half ago that I actually decided to start putting all my stuff on Instagram.
0: Yeah. And your Instagram account just fascinates me. Like sometimes I feel like I'm stalking because it's like I see so many of your posts like at once and I'm like, "Ooh, love this post. Oh, my God, love this post. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Ooh, he's going to think I'm a squirrel.
1: (laughs) I get it. I see you on my feed. But that's the beautiful thing. Once (laughs) I got into this thing, I got a following of people that I see all the time. And it's beautiful to know that there's others out there like me.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, my thing is coming from a nursing background and also teaching. My thing has always been, if you can even reach one person, you're doing your job and you're doing your job well. And, you know, if you make more than one person see things differently or think differently Mm -hmm. um, or learn to think for themselves Then that is an added bonus. Exactly. So yeah. So I love what you do and I love what it's about. It's it was very deep, it was very spiritual. And I was, I was like, I cannot put it down. (laughs) And that was way past my bedtime. (laughs) As old people like to sleep early. (laughs) but it was good. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop. So tell me, um, like, what is your, what is your backstory? I heard you talk about something on one of your episodes that really struck a chord with me about how your dad did your upbringing, because I came from the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, well, my father, he had very good intentions, but I guess he didn't understand that the way he was trying to push me and my brothers to be the best kind of had a, a negative effect because as I grew up, he would always tell me, "You have to be the best, be better than everyone." And that kind of put in my head the mentality that screw everyone else, you know I'm going to get ahead no matter what what I have to do if I have to step on others. And this is that kind of elite mentality, you know, and it, it wasn't until one day I had a psychedelic trip that I realized that all of this was making me and my life a little bit difficult. You know, I was having anxiety and um, a lot of issues where I couldn't sleep because my mind would always be running at 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I guess I had that real psychedelic trip that I psychoanalyzed myself and I saw that this anxiety was brought on by these things my father taught me. Even though they were positive and well-intentioned, they put my mindset into a negative view, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I noticed that when I decided that I was going to stop there, you know, I'm not going to let that anxiety or that competitive nature get in the way of me and making friends and stuff, you know. So I really, I'm going go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say so. So did you grow up like in sports?
1: Yeah, I was in soccer. I was in sports my whole life as a kid. And my father, um, for soccer, he would make us get to practice early and stay late and practice and practice until I would get blisters on my feet. And it was mm-hmm. real tough. I felt kind of like once I learned about Michael Jackson and how his dad was real pushing on him into the dancing and all that, I felt like that. You know, I felt like, man, you really did a number on me, dad. But I mean, I guess I, there was the discipline that I like because now I'm a very disciplined person because of him.
0: Right. Now, let me ask you a question about... Um, growing up in that manner, did it make you really get to the point where you don't like sports? Yes. Because a- it's like you're constantly being pushed to be be better, be the best, to be, you know, you're not trying hard enough, you're not good enough. Then did you kind of start hating it?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, I love soccer. I would watch it every day, all the time. I would tr- practice on my own, but then As time and time came, my dad would push us and push us. And it got to the point, man, I don't even like this anymore. It's just stress now. So Mm -hmm. I stopped watching games. You know, I stopped practicing on my own. And I slowly departed from it. And now I don't really do sports. I just go to the gym and work out. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I, I got the same way because I grew up and it was literally like I was in, you know, uh, basketball and volleyball and tennis and literally every sport that our school had. And they even tried to like push me to do football. Wow. And I was like, and I'm, I'm doing so much literally all the time that I don't feel like I have any time. And it got to the point where I just couldn't stand doing sports anymore. And there was no enjoyment in it for me. Yeah. And I started being like, "Ugh." Like, I can't wait to, you know, get to, you know, like junior high or through junior high and get to high school and, and just tell them I'm not doing it anymore. And so that, you know, I would slowly like, well, I'm not going to play volleyball anymore. And then it was like, yeah, I'm not going to play basketball either. And the only thing I played was, was tennis in high school. Because, you know, I ran track and literally did everything else. And so by the time I got to high school, I was like, "Yeah, you know, like I'm one sport. That's all I'm going to do. And you're not going to make me do anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that I talk a lot about with my friends is this thing of identity and what we like to attach ourselves with. And like right. we like to attach to sports or to money or to personality And we like to Mm -hmm. think that's us, but that's not us. That's just things that on the surface, you know, what you are is much deeper and you can never really get to that if you're clinging to things or identities.
0: A hundred percent. And I agree with that because um, things don't make you, you, Mm -hmm. you make you, you and your personality and the way that you choose to live and be is more of who you are than materialistic stuff
1: yeah exactly another thing I like to bring up about that is that the Egyptians they recognized that humans have more than five senses and that they actually considered thinking as a sense and they knew that and they knew to not attach themselves to their thoughts because that wasn't them.
0: correct yeah a hundred percent agree with that and when you were talking about um, like the anxiety that growing up like that, in um, that demanding environment brought you. I think a lot of people can really relate to that because um, that's what a lot of people talk to me about. Like they cannot sleep at night. They maybe sleep for two or three hours a night or they never get REM sleep. It's because they, they have so much going on mm-hmm. in their brains. They can't shut it off. And then of course, It affects the rest of your day and then it affects your mood. And then, you know, like you start thinking negative and putting yourself in that negative mindset. And then all this negative stuff happens to you. Like literally one thing after another will go wrong the entire day because you're not getting enough sleep.
1: Exactly. And I like one thing uh, Dr. Gabriel Mate says he's like a psychedelic type of doctor. He says that a lot of the issues that people have in their adult stages in life stem from uh, traumas in childhood that were never addressed or, or mm-hmm. down, you know. So this manifests as addiction or anxiety or uh, insomnia, all types of things that we think are from the current day. But no, they stem from our childhood and we need to address them.
0: That's 100 percent. I agree with that. And there, I think there's more people than not that realize that. Um, that's exactly what has happened to you, how you were grown up or how, how you grew up. Like my parents were so super strict. My dad was ex-military. And so it was constantly very scheduled, very regimented, um, punishments, you know, the whole nine yards, which he was trying to build structure, but at the same time, it brought a lot of, um negative stuff for me in the way that, you know, it seemed like the only, um, I don't know, like affection, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. came through a stern hand or stern words. And it wasn't like hugging and lovey and, and stuff like that. It was never, you know, a touchy feely kind of warm thing. It was just, you're going to, and you better listen or, you know, if looks could kill type stuff. Yeah, yeah my parents mastered that one really good. <laughs> yeah, and I think one
1: of the things is that I think our gener- that generation in the past grew up through war and through a really hard time that they didn't understand psychology and how to how to really talk to children. And I feel like this generation, you know, me and my friends who have kids, we're very loving to our kids. You know, we don't want to hit them. We don't want to punish them. We want them to understand when we're upset and why we're upset, you know. So I right. ho- hope that these next generations that are going to grow in that and couple that in with the COVID and kids aren't going to school and they aren't being indoctrinated as much, maybe, hopefully, we have better people in the future.
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. My husband and I were just talking about that tonight and how um, the young kids coming up now are supposed to be the basically the generation that like brings things back to the way they should be. Yes. So we're holding out hope that that happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Our kids are a little bit older, so our kids are in that, um, you know, generation where, of course, there's lots of indoctrination and both of them are in college right now. Both of them are adults, Mm -hmm. but um, one of them is very wise to the world and the other one is very not.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: And what do you think that is? I always wonder about that.
1: What is it that some people catch onto the ball and some others would rather be ignorant? What do you think that is?
0: You know, I think for some people it is just a I'm a go with the flow kind of person and whatever my friends say or whatever they tell me to think or to do or how to act or whatever, that's what I'm going to be. And then there's other people that are extremely independent and they're like, no, I'm going to think this stuff through myself. I'm going to think of a solution myself. Like, I'm not going to trust what you say. I'm going to figure it out on my own. And you can see that plain as day in ours because um, we have one of each <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but see, that's what I always think about. I think a normal human would want to find out what the answers are and would want to know what's really going on. But mm-hmm. I think that when you're born and raised in this indoctrination, it's very hard to see it from stepping outside of it, that you're just born in it and it's very hard to notice it.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny because we talk to them the same way. We talk to them about the same stuff, but like I said, they're, they're very different in their uh, personalities, their worldviews. It, it's interesting.
1: Now, do you think, see, so that's always my question. Do you think it's possible to wake these people up who aren't really looking at this type of information?
0: Um, let's let's say some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people I think are so um, shut off and closed minded and have so much Um, inner work basically to do on themselves Mm -hmm. that until they straighten out their inner self, they're not going to see anything. You could show them, uh, videos, pictures, uh, documents, whatever, but they choose not to see it because it's kind of like a wall of protection. Mm Mm-hmm in my opinion, and I know that sounds retarded to some people, but some people are so, um, scared of getting hurt, um, scared of offending or upsetting others. Um, and they're, and they're stuck in that mindset basically that, um, you know, uh, Like serving others or other people's opinion of them matters more than what your own opinion of yourself matters. And I think until people get out of that and dig a little deeper inside themselves, and that you don't need to seek affirmation from outside sources, Mm -hmm. you only need to get it from yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, I think it's a wall of protection that a lot of people will not let down.
1: Yeah. while you were saying that it reminded me of cyber from the matrix. You know, he knew the truth and he knew everything that was going on, but he still wanted to be in the matrix. He wanted to be important. He wanted his ego to rise. You know, Right. And so the, but that always makes me think, what can we do to wake these people up? You know, and I'm not one to like drug people, but I've noticed that psychedelics are one of the best ways to, to get people to think outside the box. Even though I agree, it's not for everyone but I believe it's one right. of the best shortcuts to get someone to actually think.
0: Yeah. And it's funny that you said that because um, I have talked to a lot of people. I had people on my show or, you know, talk to people and, you know, like we just had a podcaster meetup up in, in Denver <coughs> at the beginning of the month. That sounded very fun. And Yeah. And we talked about it and I was like, but, you know, I'm the kind of person that, um, I don't need them because I already know who I am. I'm very comfortable with who I am. Um I discovered that like ooh a long, long time ago and it wasn't until after doing a lot of work on myself and And that, you know, I'm kind of like super trippy on my own. (laughs) And I was like, I I can't imagine like me ever doing that or ever needing to do that. And there are some people that I think really need it. And there are other people that, you know, like myself, that I I don't think it would benefit me in any way, shape or form.
1: No, yeah, that's why I don't advocate for everyone. It's just for some people, I feel that it could really start that spark to really think outside the box. Yeah. And is.
0: I think, I think some of it though, um, I think it, the more that we as a community um, spread love and encouragement and support each other and, um, you know, spread a good positive message and not be destructive toward other people. Cause there are some podcasters that, you know, not, anybody that I've met personally, thank goodness, but there are some that I've listened to that are very, very uh, quick to like jump on other people and publicly, you know, shame or harass other people. I would never do that in a million years um, because there's a time and place for things like that. And it certainly isn't publicly because you, people who do that, lower their vibration so much that it's they're toxic you know and so I think just being positive and spreading you know messages of love and encouragement and hope and you know spirituality and things like that I think goes a really long way to further um people's ability because if you uh they always say, kill them with kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, if you show somebody a kindness, even when they're really hateful to you, it usually shuts them down. Like my haters. Um, I used to get attacked constantly and I'd be like, well, okay, I value your opinion. Um, and I hope you have a blessed day, you know, or, or that's fine if that's the way you feel, but have a really good day anyway. You know, inst- pe- being nice to people that just want to come at you nasty, it mm-hmm. makes them stop.
1: Oh, yeah. I love how San Tripoli always says you, everyone's exactly where they need to be. You know, you can't force your message on others. You can't tell people, hey, look at this. You can't force them. You know, it'll come at their time. And when you were talking about community and all that, it made me think of um, one of the reasons I think, society is screwed up and people are lost is because the fundamentals such as community and your local tribe are not there. You know, we live in neighborhoods where we barely know our neighbors. You know, we don't talk to them. the cops uh, patrol areas where they don't live in, so they don't have the compassion. But if we all lived in a type of structured way where you were connected with your neighbor and you felt a real camaraderie and you felt like you mattered and you belonged somewhere, a lot of people wouldn't be doing the things that are harming them. And they'd be more into that community, raising your frequency type of mindset,
0: Mhm, I agree with that. And you know, um, you guys talked about one thing on your show that I think is so important, and this is like the best message is living through the soul and not through the ego. Mm-hmm. I am a hundred thousand percent on board with that because. Um, and that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about, like, um, showing your true soul to people, you know, like for me, I don't mind people getting to know me on a personal level and like how I am on my show is how I am in person Mm -hmm. and I'm never any different. I'm always very even keel, uh, very goofy. I joke around. I'm a huge weirdo. And I'm proud to be the person that I am. And I'm not materialistic. I could give a rat's patoot about materialistic things. I'm not a fan of shopping or needing more or getting more or, you know, whatever. Like, I am very thankful for everything in my life and everything around me.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I think uh, what happens in life that the society... Puts all these shiny things in front of us like money, cars, clothes, status, homes, all these things that we feel we need to aspire to. So we go through our lives putting others down or, or uh, sacrificing our youth and our life to get those things that seem that's what we need. But once you really have it, I mean, what what else is there? I like one thing that Jim Carrey said is, I wish everyone would become rich and famous and get everything they ever wanted so that they know that that's, that, that's not the answer you know?
0: Yeah. And it's not because, you know, um, like my ex-husband was a very, very materialistic kind of person. And it was like, always had to um have more or have more expensive things or buy things that we would never use or don't need in a million years, just because like his brother had that. And so he had to get it like a boat, his brother bought a boat. So he had to buy a boat or, you know, his brother brought, bought a property. So he had to buy another property. And it was kind of, it got to the point where his materialistic um, way of living was such a turnoff for me, because I am not that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just, happy with like my family and I don't need that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that is in turn, what caused us to get a divorce because my daughter was two. Um, he didn't buy any Christmas presents for either one of us, but he bought himself a snowmobile, a snowmobile trailer all of the, uh, like decked it out and all kinds of Chrome and stuff, but all these, you know, fancy things to put in the trailer. And he's like, it's Christmas Eve. And he's like, okay, we'll see you. Cause I'm going to go, uh, to Michigan and I'm going to go snowmobiling for three weeks.
1: Wow. What a
0: piece. And of I was like, I was like, okay, we'll see you then. Uh, have fun. And he left and I filed for divorce as soon as I could get to an attorney. Wow, And I was like, you know, it, to, and, and that's the way, like, even our, in our divorce, he was very, um, like, all I cared about was our daughter and all he carried, cared about was the stuff. And I'm like, you can literally have everything in the house. Um, you can have the towels, the silverware, the food, the furniture, the pictures. You can have it all. I just want her. And he even wanted to keep her bed and her clothes.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I'm like, but that's fine. Because as long as I have her, those things can be replaced. She cannot.
1: Yeah, that's that identity ego thing that once you cling to these things, you put yourself in chains of them. You're worrying about how do I gain more or am I going to lose these things? And your ego becomes attached to that. And that's not you, you know.
0: Yeah, it's very um it becomes very toxic and very off-putting and very um <clears throat> like when you um very egotistical in the point that you only think about yourself. Mhm. And you and you don't, you know, think about how things affect other people or, you know, it, it's, people like that turn into real assholes.
1: Yeah. That, that reminds me of something Dave Chappelle said once. He said something about more than half of the people on earth live on a dollar a day and they're happy. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he personally knows 20 billionaires and they're all miserable. They're yeah. all trying to get more, trying to get ahead of the other one. More zeros in their, in their bank account, more things, bigger house. And yeah. they're miserable.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm one of those people that, um, like, I'm very thankful for everything that's around me. And so my source of uh, grounding or meditation or whatever you want to say uh, is to go sit outside every day. Even if it's cold, I will bundle up like an Eskimo and sit outside just so I can watch the trees and uh, watch the wildlife and listen to the wind and, and stuff like that. Exactly. And I've talked about that so much that I'm so thankful just to have those things to look at Mm -hmm. that that's simple stuff it makes me happy
1: yeah and exactly when you think about it that's actually the priceless things that stuff is very valuable more than anything that you could replace like a car or thing i mean hundred percent. it's it's been here for forever created by god you know it's perfect magnificent better than any car that could ever be made you know and it's hundred percent the best things in life are free, you know, kisses, love, respect, nature. Those things are all free, you know, and you don't have to pay or buy them. You just experience them as they are.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because when you guys were talking about um, this the other day and you're talking about like people have to get a bigger car or a better car or whatever. I have an old truck and I absolutely love it and I would not trade it for the world. Exactly. Um, I don't I I, like I said, I hate technology stuff. Um, I don't like all the fancy bells and whistles on things or, you know, any of that stuff. I am a very like basic person and I love my very basic, very old truck. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because think about it. If you were to get a brand new truck, you'd be worried about somebody scratching it. You'd be worried about getting tired. All these things that you're tied to because of the ego.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. It's so, it's so funny because like um, a lot of times, even like a a lot of the clothes that I have, I've had for a really long time Mm -hmm. and I, I just love them so much. I don't want to part with them.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a lot of shirts with holes in them, but I won't throw them.
0: I know. Right. I know how to sew so I can fix whatever holes. up. It's being thrifty and being smart. Yeah,
1: thrift store shopping.
0: Yes, that's one of my favorite things to do. And um, yard sales and stuff like that. Like I hate Mm -hmm. with a passion going to the mall. Yeah. I will not go. Um, I hate, it makes me cringe to go to like Walmart even. I cannot stand it. I'm like, you know, I like... Very simple, very easy um stuff. In out, I know what I'm looking for and I'm done. Like I'm not I'm not that kind of girly girl. I cannot I can't stand that stuff.
1: Yeah, when I go to the mall I feel like I'm in a I'm I'm a little lab rat stuck in a maze and they're trying to keep me in there. I'm just shutting it yeah. down.
0: Yeah, it's not my thing. And that's why I never understood the people that are like, oh, my God, let's totally go to the mall. It'd be so fun. We can get our nails done and our hair done. And I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds like a nightmare.
1: No, I'd rather (laughs) want to go home with my friends and sit out in nature and talk about raising consciousness and stuff like that.
0: Exactly. I'm 100% there. Yeah. So that's, and it was so funny because, um, when I first reached out to you, I had been watching your page for a while and I was like, I don't know what it is about this guy. I've never even heard him talk, but I'm like, I, this is my kind of person. Mm-hmm. Just from reading your social media stuff, I'm like, this is my dude right here. Like, I love this person. And I only, I don't know you. I've never met you, but, I knew that we would vibe well together.
1: Yeah, that makes me think of this thing that Timothy Leary said in the 60s. You know, he was always talking about this alternative way of thinking and connecting. And he would always say, find the others. And by the others, he meant those that are not stuck in the society, that they don't want to talk about the weather. They don't want to go to the mall. They don't want new- right. They want to talk about how to raise consciousness. How to we change the world, you know, finding the others. And I found you. That's why I'm so glad you're like my comrade.
0: Yeah. And and that's what I love about this community is, um, I, I don't know, it's weird, but like I have this sense about people, like I don't even have to talk to somebody first. And I'm like, okay, no, but we're going to get along absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that I'm like, mm, e- like, there's some kind of warning sign that's like, yeah, don't get too close, back away because this is not your thing. And so I have been lucky enough that everybody that I have encountered, um, everybody that I've had on my show, they're amazing people.
1: Yeah, I think that's that intuition that we have, you know, sometimes you could just look at somebody and before your mind even makes a rational thought, your gut, your gut biome, your gut feeling is telling you, hey, you know, this dude's not, not all there, you know, watch out. Right, like some of us can just pick up an aura, or we we can sense it without really thinking. Our body knows, you know. But a lot of us, since we're stuck in the ego and we're not working from the soul, we don't notice that, and we just try to force ourselves on other people. And that's why people get in bad relationships and mm-hmm. these issues, you know, because you're not operating from the soul from the heart.
0: You know, and that goes back to. Um, the whole needs and wants conversation that you guys had, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people really feel like they need to be um, in a, in a relationship or they need to get married mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like this thing because society tells them that they have to find someone. Mm-hmm. And so they settle yeah, and, and they settle on somebody without, um having in-depth conversations or without knowing their true personality or even being able to see their personality cuz they're so blinded by their by their need of acceptance by other people
1: yeah it's that clinginess and i have two daughters so i try to kind of steer them and I'm, I'm, I don't tell him not to have a boyfriend because when you tell somebody not to do something. That's They're the, going
0: to do it anyway. anyway.
1: So I try to <laughs> you know, I talk to my daughter. She's six or seven right now. But I try to tell her, you know, before you get married, before you have a boyfriend, the most important thing is to know who you are. You don't want to date somebody and start picking up their the things that they like or their personality. And you don't even right. really know yourself. And you're putting all these things into your bag that don't belong to you and come right. down the road. split up with this person and your identity is kind of in shambles you don't know who you really are
0: you know and that's i love that i love that advice because um you do take on other people's personality traits Mm -hmm. when you're in a relationship and so you know you could be the calmest person in the world but if they are uh, violent or verbally aggressive or whatever, you in turn will start exhibiting that same behavior down the road. It may take you a while, but you'll pick that up too. And mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, it's like a shopping bag full of stuff, uh, that shouldn't be yours in the first place because, uh, you just completely changed your personality because of someone else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you kind of lose a part of who you really are. And it's very hard to get back to your true self once you do something like that.
0: Absolutely. And I I think it's so important for people to understand that finding out who you are really and working on yourself to find that inner you, is so important. And there's so many people that really, really need to do that and get in touch with that side of themselves. But maybe they don't know how to start that. How would you tell them to go about that?
1: I think I actually heard it from your podcast, somebody was saying that one of the best ways is to be out in nature, you know, and from that, I also took on meditation, you know, when you're in silence, Mm by yourself, you know, you can really start paying attention to what your mind is thinking and why. But mm-hmm. if you're stuck on TV and propaganda, reading the magazines and all the fake information, you don't know what you're taking in. So you don't know really what you're desiring. But if you can mm-hmm. take a moment to sit down and really think, who am I? Why do I think the things that I think? What do I really want to do with my life? Another thing, central is people take the low hanging fruit in life. You know, they come off of high school and just get whichever job. They don't even stop to think, do I want to work here? Is this what I want to do with my life? And they just stay there for 30, mm-hmm. 40 years and they lost their youth and their, their strength and now they're they're stuck. So mm-hmm. I think one of the best ways is to be in nature and to meditate, you know, really clear your mind and really see what you're thinking about.
0: And I, I couldn't agree with that more because I do that every day. And people contact me all the time and they're like, um, struggling with anxiety or struggling with depression. How, how do you fix that? Tell me what to do to fix it. And I'm like, the very first thing you want to do is get off social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you don't want to stop your accounts, then set aside a certain time of the day, for you to do it, but don't do it first thing in the morning. Never do social media first thing in the morning if you're struggling from um, any any kind of mental health issues, because there is so much coming at you all at once. Yeah, um, that sets the tone of your day and that sets the mood for your day. So, uh, take that time for you and do something that you enjoy, like uh, music, reading. Um, you know, if you're not an outdoorsy kind of person, I still think everybody should go outside, uh, and just enjoy being outdoors. But for some people that don't like that, um, do things that relax you, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and concentrate on, on you and things that, that you like. Don't, don't concentrate on social media or TV to entertain you because you don't need a babysitter
1: Mm -hmm. when you were talking about depression another thing it reminded me of was a Sam Tripoli says that depression is the universe's way of telling you hey you know you're not on the path that you should be on you need to do something different because people get a depression state and they just stay in bed and like you said social media makes them more depressed and that one of the things my buddy Pete was saying that he's trying to do every day now is start the day with gratitude you know If you can start with attitude, you know, you set the stage for the day, you can come back to that point when you're having some issue in the day, you know, before I realized that I had anxiety, one little thing in the morning would set off a whole wheel of things that went off to the day. And it would always be from that one thing that started off in the morning.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Thank you, God, for this breath. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that I can talk and walk and do all these things that millions of people can't do. And you start with that, you know. You put your mindset into a. Maybe I don't need to work as hard to get that big house. I'm I'm fine now. I'm I have everything that I need, and it starts with gratitude.
0: It does, and you know, um, I think people get so caught up in a, a schedule, as far as like okay, so today I have to clean the house and I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to, have to, have to, have to. Mm -hmm. Guess what? No, you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Because those things are not going anywhere. That's If you don't get to cleaning your house today, don't stress about it. It will still be there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, Never get to the point where you overload yourself so much that that consumes your thoughts and takes away your happiness. Mm-hmm. It's it's not worth it. Don't, don't sweat the small things.
1: Yeah, I love that. So uh, another thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was since this whole thing that I started because of Truth in Media was, like I said, when I was little, I would watch movies and I would see things that really stuck with me. And one of the things that I wanted to, that really stuck with me since I was little and put me on this whole path of searching and searching was this movie. Have you ever seen uh, Small Soldiers? No. Well, it's a movie in the, uh, from the 90s. It's about how these scientists make this microchip that they can put on toys and they can animate and they can be alive and move. So they have these two series of toys. One is the soldiers and then another group of you could call forest dwellers. You know, they hide from the soldiers who are trying to kill them. And so their thing is that they hide and they try to survive. And one of the things that uh, his name was Archer, he says that the argon he says, if we hide, we still lose, no more hiding. And, you know, that stuck in my head to, to so now in life, whenever I have a problem or an issue, you know, I'm not going to just put it off. I'm going to try to focus on what it is and, and try to take care of it. And mm-hmm. then another thing that really broke my little brain was um, he was talking about, he says, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. And that really got me into thinking. Because when I was young and my dad would take us to the library, he would, I would run to the paranormal session, section. I loved reading about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, the unknown, basically. I was always mm-hmm. searching for something that you couldn't see. And that, that scene in that movie really stuck with me. And ever since then, I noticed in movies, there's little scenes of truth that they put in there that are kind of hidden and they kind of bypass your comprehensive mind and go into your subliminal mind. So that's mm-hmm. why I decided to start this Truth in Media and show people the truth that they put in media, but you're missing it because you're just seeing the movie as entertainment, which is it is, but there's more to it. It's They're trying right. to put things and ideas in your head. Then if you're not analyzing or you're not conscious or aware of it, they bypass you.
0: So tell people about... Um because I've seen it multiple times. Tell people about the QR code on your page.
1: Okay. So I, I love, since I was little, I would always ask and wonder, you know, I couldn't sleep and I would stay up thinking, how do we change people's minds? Like I asked you, why is it that some people know what's going on and want to know more of what's going on? And there's other people who don't care, who don't want to know anything about it. So after I watched the movie Clockwork Orange, you remember that movie? Right. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where they strap this guy to a chair and they're having watching a movie. And I was like, maybe if there was some videos that I could kind of uh, prepare and have for people to watch, maybe then that'll red pill them and get them to start thinking. So I went out of my way and I created this playlist of videos that if you go to my Instagram and you see this QR code and you follow the link or open it up, it'll take you to a YouTube playlist that's about 200 videos. But I basically curated these videos and put them in a way that if, if you could just get your grandma or your brother or somebody that you think maybe you could plant the seed in, if you could just get them to watch these videos, they'll get the message. And that's the thing that me and you talk about. We don't know each other, but just by talking about certain topics, we know who, what we're really about, you know, who mm-hmm. barely saw my page and you instantly knew what, what I was about. And I didn't right. you are. I, I had heard you on podcasts before, but I didn't know who you are. But once I went to your page, uh, I said, oh, yeah, she's one of my girls. You know, we're going totally <laughs> dig each other.
0: So, Isn't that funny how that works, though? hmm And it's because um, now I, I ask a lot of people this question, so I'm going to ask you too. Uh, do you consider yourself to be an empath?
1: Um, that's very strange because me and my buddy Pete talk about that all the time, but I don't know. I feel like I do have some of that where I can definitely pick up on other people's vibes, but I haven't had any formal training. So I wish, you know, there was something that I can do for that. But yeah, my buddy Pete, he's a way more of an empath than me. He can just see people and, you know, kind of tell you what they're thinking. And he, most most Uh of the time he's spot on.
0: Read their aura
1: yeah and there's this other guy that I've listened to. He has a podcast. I forgot his name, but he's a real like deep empath, and people pay lots of money to talk to him, and they have testimonials of how he like basically helped them understand themselves. you know mm-hmm. yeah, I think that stuff's real,
0: yeah it definitely is um I am very much an empath, and so I can read um people's energy like to a t I can Tell people's personality. And that's why I said there's some people that I just get this feeling that I need to contact them or to get with them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes like I'll pick up an energy that like somebody's not in a good place. So I need to get a hold of them. There's other times where I'm like, e- yeah, no, that person's a no, no, you know, for me to be around or whatever. And so, um, One of the things that I always tell people, because a lot of people will be like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I'm depressed because I cry all the time. No, no, you're not. Because that is your body's way to release uh, the negative energy and the stress and to bring your body back down to a natural um, homeostasis um, state of calm Mm -hmm. that puts your body back in balance. And, and I've had so many people that, you know, when they listened to that show where I talked about that, they were like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Because after I cry, I feel better. And I'm like a hundred percent because you're, you're picking up so much energy, um, even through contact with people on social media Mm -hmm. or, Out at the grocery store or whatever, you're pulling in so much energy. And people that are empaths, um, if you don't release that energy um, every day and sometimes even multiple times a day, it builds up and you cry for no reason, even over something as dumb as a dog food commercial.
1: That is very interesting because when I was little, I would have crying bouts and I didn't know what they were about. I would tell my mom, I don't know. I just feel very. I just feel a lot right now. And she would just tell me, cut it out. Like, But that's very, I never, do you know what episode that was that,
0: that you did? With- Stop crying, one, put on your big boy pants. Yeah. Um, I cannot tell you uh, cause I've talked about it multiple different times that, um, we talked about, uh, be like I said, being an empath and, um, because- depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, things like that, and and why people get so emotionally overwhelmed. And that's why I said, um, just from picking up your energy, I'm like, nah, this dude's an empath and he doesn't even know it.
1: <laughs> wow. I think you just blew my mind because sometimes I do feel like just a overwhelming sense of i got I feel like I have to shake my arms or take a deep breath because it's mm-hmm. a lot so I go to the gym and that helps but damn I'm gonna get yep. into that
0: yeah and and you know it, and the gym is a good thing for a lot of people because it helps them um to relieve energy stress uh, a lot of people do boxing or uh like I just had a lady on um last week's episode that had so much like horrific trauma in her life. And the only way she was able to heal from that was doing roller derby. Oh my God. And yeah. so she was able to get out all of that uh, negative energy and the trauma and all that stuff to help herself to heal. And that's why I said it's so important for people to you know, focus on doing things that make them happy or that comfort them or, you know, whatever, like painting, music, reading, you know, whatever the case may be. For me, it's just being outside, but, you know, for everybody has a different kind of outlet, mm-hmm. but doing that on a regular basis, um, just to get all of that extra emotion out, will put your body back to where it needs to be to feel normal.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. That makes me think about, I'm always talking about how people, I feel everyone has a certain gift or talent. We all do something. And some of us find out what it is. But how amazing would it be if we had a society where we had guides and teachers who who could help decipher or figure out what each person's gift is and to help them harness it and to bring Mm -hmm. it to the world one of the things that could change the world very quickly if people were really doing, like you said, what really makes them happy because that's their calling. That's why they're here. There's two important right. days in your life, the day you're born and then the day you realized why you were born. And a lot of people never get that second realization of why am I here? Why was I born? What am I here to do?
0: You know, and one of the things I can say that I am also highly thankful for, and I know it's going to sound really weird or kind of fucked up to some people, but I'm really thankful for this fake scandemic that we're going through. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because number one, uh, it brought families back together and taught them how to be families again, Mm -hmm. Um, brought Parents closer to their kids. And also, it woke people up in the aspect that they realized that their calling was to get their voice out and to teach other people. Exactly.
1: Whenever I thought I had COVID, so I secluded myself and I was like, I watched TV for a while, played video games, but after the third day, you know, I got bored. Turns out I did not have COVID. But it was very interesting in those days when I was secluded. It, it kind of felt, it reminded me as if I was a, a monk in a cave, you know, secluded. I had to get away right. from society, turn off all the entertainment, really clear my mind. Like we were talking about meditation. And that gave a lot of people that, that time and that moment to really examine their lives and to really think, am I doing what, I'm, what I really like to be doing? Do I really want to go back to my job? Do I really want to keep living in this family in which I'm not happy? So a lot of people changed. And during this past year, and especially, Mm -hmm. you know, I decided I'm going to make this channel. This channel came out during the, my truth in media Instagram account. I made it during the, the, the COVID thing. And that's because I felt I need to do this. Like, just like you said, I need to get my voice out.
0: Right. Because you got a calling, you got a message that you had a calling to do this. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so whatever it may be, um, you know i think everybody has that innate ability in them but listen to yourself mm-hmm. listen to your gut if your gut is telling you that you are supposed to uh preach the word of god mm-hmm. go do it if some Something tells you you're supposed to teach, teach, mm-hmm. you know, always listen to that litter, little inner voice telling you what you're supposed to do. And you'll never go wrong because I am a huge believer in... um I was raised a Catholic, but I'm not a fan of the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I'm very, very spiritual in nature. And I always told my husband for the longest time, and he thought I was a nutbag forever when I was like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And you will get whatever job you are supposed to get when you are supposed to get it. Mm -hmm. Um, You will you know, do this or do that when it is the right time. There's a time for everything. And so it wasn't until the last, I don't know, several years that we were together. He was like, oh my God, you're not wrong about that. And I'm like, exactly, because you're always put where you're supposed to be. Like my calling was to be a nurse, yeah. Um, I did that for a very, very long time and then I got called to teach. And so I did that. Um, I always listened to myself. And so the whole podcast thing came about, um, because I was called to do that as well.
1: That's amazing. So
0: you just have to be in tune and listen.
1: Listen, yeah. Turn off, try to turn off the media and really learn to meditate. I think that's one of the biggest things that I would try to tell people. Meditate and learn to listen. Really listen to yourself because your soul is trying to tell you something. But when you bombard bombarded with media and fake food and detergent that lowers testosterone, being poisoned through all kinds of factors is very hard for you to really be intuitive.
0: Oh, 100% so where do you where do you stand on this spirituality front?
1: Well, that's the one of the things I've noticed is that when people are down this path of truth seeking, if they go far enough, they will find spirituality because this mm-hmm. is what it all is. It's spiritual warfare. It's a war for your mind and your attention and your louche, anything to get your attention, video mm-hmm. games, TV, porn, uh, houses, anything to just take your take your attention away from source or God.
0: right. I agree with that. And I know um, for a lot of people, uh, they don't believe in God, but they believe in uh, specific religions or whatnot. That is fine. Um, your belief is, is your belief. Um, I am very much a believer in God, but I'm also very, very spiritual in the fact that um, to me, church is not in a building. And, mm-hmm. um, Church is my connection with God and my my personal connection with Him alone. And it doesn't make any difference if it's at my house or out in the yard or wherever I may be at the time. Um, you know, I I just feel that connection. And I always listen to that, you know, even if it's like, hey, you should... Um, give this person a hug or you need to say hi to this person because, um, you know, whatever the reason may be, I always listen to that. And you would not believe how many people have been like, I was having the worst day of my life. And that just completely made my day. Compliments are free. Being nice is free. Smiling is free. That doesn't cost a thing, and it really, really can affect uh, somebody else's life in a positive way.
1: Exactly. And I I guess I want to close with this, since you were talking about spirituality. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is from the Freemason uh, Encyclopedia. This is their definition of an atheist. One who does not believe in the existence of God. Such a state of mind can only arise from the ignorance of stupidity or a corruption of principle. Since the whole universe is filled with the moral and physical proof of a creator.
0: True. Yeah, that's so. That's so very true.
1: So mm-hmm. to not be spiritual in this world it's is kind of stupid. There's proof of God everywhere. You just have to pay attention.
0: Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> for as outlandish as this may sound to some people. Um, you can find that calling inside of you very easily to be closer to God and to be more spiritual. You just have to pay attention. Exactly. So I am so thrilled that you joined me today because you're amazing and I love what you do. I love what you stand for. So tell people again where they can find you at.
1: Okay. You can find me on Instagram at truth.in.media. And if you want to check out my podcast, it just started. We kind of suck, but we're going to get better. It's Bricks in the Wall. And you can find us on Spotify or on Anger.
0: And make sure that you guys uh, go to his page, uh, the Truth and Media page, and make sure you scan that QR code, especially if you're looking for some informative videos to share. Make sure you do that as well. And my friend, do you have any final messages today?
1: No, just uh, try to become the best, most positive version of yourself and the rest will follow.
0: Amen to that. So for me and for Juan, it was a pleasure uh, having everybody listen to this episode again. Please like, subscribe, download, share on both of our podcasts. Make sure you go follow his podcast if you have not already. Bricks in the Wall podcast. So make sure you check that out. Like, subscribe, share, download, comment. It's always welcome. And for me and for one, have a lovely one and we'll see you next time. Peace out.